to the Mommy Mentor Podcast. This parenting bullshit is hard, am I right? From sleepless nights with newborns to sleepless nights with teens, from potty training to sending them off to college, I'm here to get you through it all as your mommy mentor. My name is Erin Kennedy Health, and I'm a registered nurse and a mom of three. I have professional experience with moms and babies as a postpartum nurse, which keeps the newborn and postpartum transition fresh in my mind. I have 17 years of parenting experience as well. For information on this podcast and more, go to mommymentorpodcast.com. Parents, grab a cup of whatever you prefer and settle in for the next episode. Welcome to Mommy Mentor. My name is Erin. I am your host. And we have another topic to talk about, mommies. I had a conversation with my best friend a couple days ago, and I called her on the way home from work. And for a little background, I'm a nurse. However, I used to work on the floor, meaning I was a direct, I provided direct patient care to postpartum moms and babies. You guys have heard about that. And stopped doing that in March because I'll be honest, I worked COVID, all the moms and babies are generally not your normal case. And a lot of the times the moms have high risk factors. So every patient that you have is very sick and COVID and everything. And it just wears on a person. So plus I'll be also honest, I did not have the best manager. So yeah, I ended up needing to leave the bedside for my own mental and emotional health. And I decided to go to care coordination for a little while, which means I help people with their discharge. I get them the things that they need to discharge, like if they need a shower chair or a walker, or if they need IV antibiotics at home or something of that nature, I help them coordinate anything that they might need to go home. But that job is not direct patient care. Not only that, it's for a completely different organization. And uh, my boss is a completely different person, obviously. And she is amazing and lovely. And I will tell you this, if you are ever struggling in your job, this is a complete side note, not to do with what the episode's actually about. But if you're ever unhappy in your job, I encourage you, if your manager is not supportive, to find a different job with a manager who is supportive because it makes a world of difference. And I did not realize how big of a difference it makes because I've really never had a boss like this. But anyway, so I used to work on the floor. And when I worked on the floor, I worked 12 hours. And that meant I went to work three times a week. And that translates to 12 times a month. So I had a lot more free time, especially given the fact that my kids are older, they're in school, they're 17 and 12. So definitely um, not needing to be at home with my kids all day. And so I was able to get a lot of things done at the house. I was able to do a lot of extracurricular activities like my podcast. I was able to have time to be alone, have time for my appointments that I need to do, all these kinds of things because I had free time on weekdays. I also had free time on weekdays because I would work every third weekend. So just the nature of my job allowed me a lot of free time to do all the extra things that people need to do in life other than work. And this care coordination job is a complete benefit for my mental and emotional health. And it's an amazing job and I am not bored. And I thought I would maybe be because I'm not on the floor. I'm at a desk most of the time, but I'm not bored. And it's lovely. So it's a good change. But the trade-off is that I work five days a week now, Monday through Friday, eight to four 30. 
and it's salary. So that's also cool because I've never done that before. And I only have to work every sixth weekend and I have one holiday a year rather than about six. So it's beneficial very much for my mental and emotional health, but also for like having a family because I'm relatively on the same schedule as my family now. However, because I'm on the same schedule as my family, the exact same schedule, they're at school when I'm at work. My husband's at work when I'm at work. No one's home alone. No one has extra time. They're all on the same exact schedule. And that means not only we have our dogs that are home alone, which was nice that I could be with our dogs most of the time, but now things in the house are starting to kind of fall apart, not necessarily literally fall apart, but I had that you're going to think I'm crazy or maybe you won't your moms. Maybe you have the same thing. I had a cleaning schedule to make sure that everything got done. You have to kind of make sure that you're doing things every so often. And I had a schedule and most of the time I was able to complete it by myself. Or if I was working, my husband would do it. And you're going, why in the heck didn't you have your kids help? Why would, why? Well, because I made the grave mistake of when they were little, little and they wanted to help, but really it was making a bigger mess. I didn't let them help and I should have let them help, but I didn't let them help. And because I didn't let them help, they didn't, it's not normal to them to clean. And so I've tried the uh, hundred thousand things over the course of the years. So my husband and I have to try to get them to do more chores, to try to want to be a part of the team, to understand like you live here, you got to pull your weight. It's all of our efforts have just not worked and it's ended up being more, way more frustrating than fruitful. So I ended up throwing in the towel every single attempt. You probably have been there. And it never improved. And it just got to be where they don't have any official chores. I ask them to keep their rooms clean. I ask them to do what I ask them to do. As in, if I ask you to do something, please do it instead of not doing it or complaining about it. Totally still have a lot of complaining. Totally still have a lot of I didn't do that. But point being is me working this Monday through Friday job. My house is a lot dirtier than I would like for it to be. And... I'm a person who I need at least a neat environment, if not a clean environment in order to not feel anxious in that, like, I can't relax at home. If there's crap everywhere, you might be the same. I don't know, but I've always been like that. If there's a mess, I need to clean it up before I can relax and hang out in my home. Like that's the gross. And because I never got the kids cleaning when they were little. They don't really know how to clean. Now that they're old enough to be capable of doing these things by themselves, they are capable and they do try. And I will say that that's great. And I do appreciate their efforts. However, I just had a conversation with my one daughter about how you just don't see what's dirty. And I don't know how you don't see what's dirty, but you don't. And okay, you may be thinking, Erin, you have OCD. Nope, I don't. When you just don't see dust on a windowsill and it's completely coated, or you don't see dust on a ceiling fan, or even think about the fact, oh yeah, a ceiling fan needs to be dusted every once in a while. It's just stuff like that. And I guess I have just like a very good eye for messes and for what needs to be done around my house. So yeah, house has been disgusting, literally disgusting since March. It is now August. Yeah. We haven't gotten back on the cleaning schedule. I have tried assigning everyone two to three jobs to just get done every day. And then I'll do the stuff that's not um, as often. But nope, that hasn't worked so well either. So house is dirty. Um, okay, so that sucks. And 
then also you also have the whole pressure of like, I also need to work out because for me, working out is valuable for obviously my physical health, my mental and emotional health. But also for me, I've taken care of so many people who haven't been able to move their own bodies, had to feed adults, grown men, and had to help people itch their nose. And I just can't imagine that. And those people, I I work out and I move my body every day to honor those people. Number two reason I move my body every day is I was greatly inspired by someone during the pandemic. This woman, I don't know if you've heard of her. Her name is Amanda Klutz. Her husband, Nick Cordero, he lost his life to COVID. 40-year-old healthy man. They had a baby. They had just gotten married a couple of years before. She's a fitness trainer and she had already believed move your body every day, but then her husband ended up struggling with COVID and ended up having to unfortunately have a leg amputated before he passed away. And so she was already thinking of how is he going to move his body? So I move my body every day for two reasons to honor my patients and also to honor, I guess, those who lost their lives to COVID and Nick and Amanda and their battle. Plus, man, it's just a good idea because there's so many benefits. So pressure of that. Uh, how do I, how do I fit that in every day? And I don't mean I'm doing a workout, like a 60 minute workout every day, or even 30 minute workout, literally move your body every day, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, take a walk. I don't know, just do something. And then also I have the three kids. How, how am I going to like be a perfect mom? Not sure because no one's a perfect mom. We're all just trying our best, but there's the pressure of our society for women to be perfect at literally everything they do. So I am supposed to be a perfect homemaker, have a neat and clean house all the time, spotless, failing at that. So far, you've heard the story. I am supposed to be perfect at staying fit and taking care of myself, my mental, emotional, and physical health which involves going to a lot of appointments sometimes and or medications that cost money and or fitness things that cost money and also time. And then I'm supposed to be a perfect professional woman as well. I am supposed to be perfect at my job and never make a mistake in that and never have any emotions around that. Oh, also, I'm supposed to be a perfect wife. Never have any issues with that. Your marriage has to be perfect. So Look at all the pressure that I'm just talking about for my life. I feel the pressure to be perfect at home with my my house being clean and, and wonderful all the time. I'm supposed to be perfect at staying fit and taking care of myself, my mental, emotional, and physical health, which involves going to a lot of appointments sometimes and or medications that cost money and or fitness things that cost money and also time. And then I'm supposed to be a perfect professional woman as well. I am supposed to be perfect at my job and never make a mistake in that and never have any emotions around that. And, oh, also, I'm supposed to be a perfect wife. Never have any issues with that. Your marriage has to be perfect. So look at all the pressure that I'm just talking about for my life. I feel the pressure to be perfect at home with my my house being clean and, and wonderful all the time. And I feel the pressure of being 
able to take care of myself to be an example to my children and also to be a lot around for a really long time. And I also feel the pressure of being a perfect mother, which no one is because you can't be. And I don't know what I'm doing. I just try my very best and love the crap out of my kids. And then I have to be a perfect wife and I can't make any mistakes in any of it. And that's, that's what this American society tells me. And how do you have time to get it all done? I'm also supposed to be able to rest my body so that I can do it all over again the next day. I am also, I will say, I am married. I have a person to help me. N not everyone's married doing this. Some people have way more kids than me. I have three. Some people have five or more. And I'm just like, kudos to you guys, because I don't know how you're doing this. I call, like, this was the whole conversation with my best friend. I'm just like, how are we doing this? Because she has two boys. She is a person who, she also appreciates clean house in the way that I do. She totally gets it. I don't know if you guys are Friends fans, but Monica clean. You know how Monica likes things clean? Yeah, that's how I like things clean. Clean it up. <laughs> and so we were talking about that. And she has two boys who are 11 and 13. And also has, she's trying to grow her own business. She has a marriage that she's trying to maintain and and keep healthy, just like me. She has obviously her, a job, but in her case, she's got her wanting to start her own business. She's got multiple small jobs that she does so that she can support her family while trying to make her small business or her business work. We were talking about this. How are we supposed to be perfect about all of this stuff? Oh my gosh. Like how? How can we do it? How are we supposed to be perfect at all of it, mommies? How? How? Here's the answer. We can't be. I also didn't mention a piece of this that goes along with the fitness. Women in this society are also pressured to keep their pre-baby bodies. And dads don't have that pressure. So... They do have the pressure probably to take care of themselves because let's face it, American society is pretty unhealthy. So we all have the pressure to take care of ourselves, but they don't have the pressure, the societal pressure of looking perfect. I forgot about that. I'm supposed to be, have a perfect house. That's one. I'm supposed to be perfect at fitness for more than one reason in order to look good and also to keep myself healthy and be an example to my children. Third thing, supposed to be a perfect professional. Fourth, perfect wife. Perfect mom. That's a handful of trouble. Can't be perfect at all of them. So how do we be perfect at all? I don't know. How do we not feel the societal pressure? I don't know. My best friend and I decided on the phone the other day, this is a systemic issue, much like many of the problems in this country. We won't talk about that today, but literally the expectations of American women are ridiculous. And how do we do it all? We just, we all, what we do is we just burn the candle at both ends, as my mom would say, and we kick our own butts every day trying to do it all and trying to be perfect at it all. And then when we're not perfect at it all, we beat ourselves up about it every day, all the time. And I don't... I don't know what to do about that because I'm in that very boat right now. I'm having a very hard time with the fact that my house isn't clean. The fact that I know I can't be perfect at everything. The fact that I don't have enough time on my hands to do the things that I want. 
And for me, I am trying to grow this podcast. I am trying to have a a fun hobby. And also I want to help people and I want to create this community of moms and parents who just know how each other feels and can support each other along the way. That's important to me too. So I have barely any time, but I'm doing it all. And I hope I'm doing okay at most of it. The most important thing I need to do good at is being a mom. And I really hope that I don't fail at that. And I know you all feel that pressure. You totally get it. You're like, oh, I don't spend enough time with my kids. Or we don't do enough things together. Or we don't have enough quality time together. Or my kids have too much screen time or blah, blah, blah. Whatever you're feeling guilty about with your, your parenting people. Let's try to give ourselves some grace, people. Try really hard to be kind to yourself. I'm trying my best. And I'm trying, like I said before, to listen to my head, not my heart. How the heck were we supposed to do it all? We can't. And I think we need to work really hard at changing the narrative for our daughters that you can't do it all. And that you're not supposed to be perfect at everything. And to be brave and to try new things without fear of being perfect at them. So mommies, that's about it. I'm sitting right here with you. We're all under a lot of pressure and we just need to give ourselves grace and try to ask for help as much as we can and also take care of ourselves because most importantly, we have to take care of ourselves before we can take care of anyone else. You can't pour from an empty cup. So just make sure you're being kind to yourself, kind enough to yourself and gentle enough with yourself that you can take care of yourself well enough that you are able to take care of those that you love. That being said, mommies, I wish you love and support and just know that I'm right here with you. Until next time, you guys have a great whatever time of day it is. Make sure you like and share and subscribe, follow the show go to my website mommymentorpodcast.com and go check out my, my instagram my mommy mentor i will talk to you guys or and see you another time safe parenting out there mm-hmm.